clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. There's a prayer. to the end zone, which is fought for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Touchdown! Hey there. Welcome. <laughs> you just turn it on as soon as I took a gulp of water. <laughs> Welcome to Simultaneous Catch. Had to get things going, you know. <clears throat> it's going to be a real special episode. Why? Well, because... We're in the time period, like where the draft is coming up next month. Uh, free agency is winding down, so yeah, no, draft's not exactly like super hyped yet. Uh, so there's not a ton of news. There's some things to talk about, but uh, while we're doing that, we're also gonna talk about another very prominent aspect of our life. But we'll uh, we're gonna keep you in suspense. You know, it could be it could be drugs. It could be <laughs> anything. But we're gonna let you sit in suspense for a while. But you're not going to want to miss it, so... What? It's kind of a drop. Well, you know, there was a song about it. <laughs> anyway. But for now, we're going to talk about some so, NFL football. Do you have a rant rave recall? No. I have a rant. Okay. I'm, I'm really annoyed. Okay. First of all, my rant was going to be about Tony O'Brown, but he's not even worth it at this point. I'm over him. Okay. Did you did you see what he did, first of all? Like, I just want to clear this up. I, like, way. saw headlines where he was like... He's like he trolling blinded. the bills all over oh, social media. Okay. Well, I didn't see that. And no. posting all kinds of stuff. And I like, and this isn't the rant. I just wanted to say it real quick. But sounds like a rant. The, <laughs> why do you need to be rude? Sometimes people. Our are rude. team is going to be better than your team, mm-hmm. without a doubt, next year. Wow, without a doubt. Yep. No, no doubt at all. And there's no need and I I was totally like you know what oh Antonio I get it I get the perception you don't want to come to Buffalo it's fine go to Oakland it's what you wanted whatever but you don't need to troll us on the way out just go to your team what is an example of what happened he posted you know that that meme that's a it's a is it Kanye or Drake oh no that doesn't even matter to me well where it's like where he's like one where he's like going like this he's holding his hand out and then I think it's Drake okay I sound really uncultured right now um, yeah, when I knew that, you didn't it's say fine. something. Um, and then the other one, him smiling. Well, with the first one, it was him doing that with a picture of the Bills logo. And then this the is second, actually Antonio Brown. Like, Antonio photoshopped his face onto the thing. Okay. And then the second one is Oakland. And I'm like, what's? you don't need to do that. I think that's kind of funny. Okay, what, like, it's fun, <laughs> it, 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 I think it's stupid. And it's, like, you, you already trolled us by being, like, LOL fake news on the NFL. It's just, whatever. That's not my rant, though. Ooh, sure? Anyway, yeah. No, my rant is about uh, people who have 
sports shows and football shows and and, and so us. I like to believe <laughs> I like to believe that we're different than this, but let me let me say this. First. Okay, one of your favorite, you, one of our favorite guys is Rich Eisen in the Rich Eisen podcast. We like the way he talks sports. At least I feel like we've said that. Yeah, and I and I and the reason you told me the one day and I like the way he said it is that he doesn't pretend to know it all and he admits when he messes up. Yeah, I can't stand people nowadays and their sports shows who think that they know everything, and. I, it drives me nuts when I scroll through Twitter or I'm listening to the radio and I hear almost every person who has a podcast these days or or a show pretending like they're the, the end-all be-all, that they know it all, that they're infallible, that they can't mess up, that they're smarter than everybody else. You're not. This is – like I just – it makes me so angry when people take themselves too seriously. Okay. Especially in this business. Like – we're very smart people. We do know what we're talking about. Sometimes. And we get things right. But we know that we are not. We don't get everything right. We make fun of ourselves for it. Yeah, we didn't know it's Super Bowl. We, exactly. I mean, we have a recall segment because we know we mess up almost every other week. We, yeah. we get that. And I, and I, and at least, again, this is why I preface it by saying I hope that we're not like that. We're above that. Because I like to believe that we're here. We have fun. We talk about what we what we like, what we don't like. What, you know, we we bring a semblance of knowledge because we we do have knowledge. But I like to think that we don't hold that over the people who listen. Okay. Uh, I, I like to think that we don't hold hold it over you guys about that. I like to think that we just come to this forum together, you guys, us, and just talk about something that we're passionate about and that we like. And I keep every time I turn the channel. On AM radio to find a new person to listen to. Well, that's your issue. Talk AM about radio. about sports. It's no. just another person spitfire hot takes that make them think. That Is there something specific that made you like feel so passionately about this recently? No, I mean I just I mean, you're 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 firing no, right now. Nothing. Nothing. I feel like you just heard something super well, awful. Thing. And the car ride that, over. Like, I see so it, worked I, up. I, I see it at least a couple times a week. <laughs> And by the time I get to we're going to do the show, I have something else to write Rave Recall. Okay. So I just don't bother with it. But like I said, like you mentioned at the top of the episode, we've been winding down. There's not like a ton of football news right now. Yeah. So I just really thought about it. You know, I really want to bring this up because, I mean, it's it started with earlier on. It's always kind of been this way, but I feel like it's gotten worse this year. It started at the beginning of the season with all the Josh Allen hate. People just spewing, thinking they know everything, and okay. they don't. Sure. But then it goes into so many other things where people talking about other teams that, oh, they're trash, they're stupid, and you don't know what you're talking about, or you just want to yell about something, or you just want to, you want a hot take and get it right, and you're, and Rich Eisen actually physically said this on the show. He said, I don't like the culture of people nowadays who, who care more about being right than finding the truth. Okay. Yeah, I respect and that, that. And that bothers me, that people, because... We, we get wrong all the time, but when we're wrong, we admit it. I mean, how many times do we laugh that I had the French <laughs> fortune of Nate Peterman? <laughs> like, we know that that was stupid, you know? Right. I just, I I would hope, I would hope that you guys don't think that we're, we think that we're all that or hot shit. Because we know that we're not. We Whoa! Just, <laughs> we just like to talk about football. We're passionate about it. bleep that out. And uh, we have a good time. We've said swear words on here before. PG-13. <laughs> well that's just gonna open a whole new realm for me then you do say darn a lot that means we're allowed to have one f word per episode well yeah 
Wow. That was almost seven minutes, bud. Was it? Yeah. Damn. Okay, well, let's not overdo it now. <laughs> Getting a little more a little more saucy in season two. <laughs> ah. Oh, man. All right. You feel better now? Yeah, I'm okay. I just... Yeah. Makes me frustrated. I mean, that's okay. I insulted AM radio just a minute ago. You insult- I shouldn't it, have. You insult it every time I bring it up. I've said AM radio like four times. And over the span of this past season, and you've always been like, well, there's your problem. Well, you know, <laughs> it wasn't until you started listening to AM radio that you got so worked up about it. <laughs> there's some really misogynistic people on AM radio now. I don't, it's really hard to listen to. <laughs> it's because it's AM radio. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk, uh, let's talk some retirements. Yeah, so obviously the biggest one would be Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Tried to get our uh, Pat's correspondent on, but he chickened out and ran Pat's away. correspondent. He's, a, he's afraid because Pat's dynasty is over. But uh, so I want to I want to bring this up. Okay. Um, I think the biggest question with this is is Rob Gronkowski a Hall of Famer? Oh, of course. And that's the biggest question. I've it's been a really big debate. It is. And everybody's like slam dunk first ballot, and I don't know about that. But let's just talk numbers right now. Because uh, Trey Wingo, uh, I mean, do you disagree? Trey Wingo of ESPN asked if he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think that he is. Okay. But, uh, he's just listing off stats here. I think it's important to talk about it. Uh, he's the first tight end ever with three straight 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown seasons in his career. Um, he's tied with Tony Gonzalez for most 1,000-yard seasons with four. Um, he's second all-time in postseason touchdown grabs behind Jerry Rice. That's pretty big. Uh, Finishes his career with 80 touchdowns. In uh, 115 games, and this is funny because if you average that out, that averages out to .69 touchdowns a game. No, of course. <laughs> so There's a, a lot of reasons he retired. That's a Rob Gronkowski thing. But he'll finish as a three-time Super Bowl champ, a five-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, uh, first in career receiving yards per game among tight ends, and first in career receiving touchdowns per game among tight ends. Okay. So, my thing about Rob Gronkowski not being a first ballot Hall of Famer is the most important ability is availability. Yeah. And he wasn't able to stay on the field. And I realize that his career averages are uh, higher than every other tight end in, in NFL history, but I feel like a big part of that is because he didn't play a ton of games or nearly as many as the other guys. Sure. You know? So I think that he's definitely a Hall of Famer, but I wouldn't call him a slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, I understand your your logic, but I think all of those things you listed do make him a first ballot Hall of Famer. See, I think it's interesting that you said the big debate right now is whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. I think that's, and you said it right away. <laughs> I think, oh, of course, he's a Hall of Famer. I thought the debate going on right now, at least from what I've seen and and whatnot, is is he the greatest, greatest tight end of, of all time? time? And that's a, the other one too. I don't think he is. Oh, I don't but, think he is at all. Okay, well, I'm glad you say that. No, I think he's definitely is going to don a golden jacket. I think oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not I'm not upset if he gets it in five years okay. when he would first be eligible if he does stay retired. Most but, people also say he might not do that. So well, that and it it makes me happy because when like you texted me like three minutes after that I happened, know. and I said I don't know if it'll last. Yeah, and then I see all these people being like, oh, he's not gonna. I I would not be surprised in the least. See, it's funny if I, he pulls a. Uh, I wish it's funny because I wish I wish we did have Charlie on because I actually texted Charlie like the second I saw a break 
And he goes, I was like, how do you feel? He's like, I don't know. I'm having an okay day. Why? <laughs> I was like, I was like, Gronk. He goes like, what about him? What did he do? Oh, God. And I was like, he retired. I was like, I can't believe I broke the Gronk news to you. <laughs> well, you also said it to me before, like, it was on most major. Well, it's, I was literally scrolling through. I was sitting on the, uh, in the recliner watching Sports Center, and I was just scrolling through Twitter, and as soon as it happened, it popped up. Yeah. And um, I think Adam Schefter quote tweeted his Instagram post or something, but... So if we're talking about it, though, so let's get into that between you and I. Yeah. I mean, we can obviously ask Charlie at another time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't think he is the greatest tight end of all time, who is that going to? I really think it's Tony Gonzalez okay. for me. Yeah. I just think model of consistency. And I know I know that... Uh, <sighs> uh, I know that Gronk is the first one ever to have three straight 1,010 touchdowns, but Gonzalez had multiple you know, 1,000s back-to-back, and, you know, it, he tied Gonzalez for most 1,000-yard seasons. And, yeah. And I just, if you want to talk about model of consistency or old reliable, um, it would be Tony Gonzalez. He was always that guy. Um, you know, you could also talk about Antonio Gates, possibly, yeah. or Kellen Winslow, or, you know, there are a lot Senior. of... Senior. <laughs> uh, no, Junior with the Browns, come on. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of good tight ends. And the, the other thing that's funny to me is, I know it's young in his career, I feel like in the last two years, people have universally accepted that Travis Kelsey's been the best tight end in football. Yeah, I mean, and you could definitely least, make that debate. And at least for me, during his time in the NFL, Gonzalez was always unquestionably the best tight end in the NFL. Okay. And, and that's, that's... Although I know... I do, I do... I also recognize that we are in the kind of renaissance for... The, the receiving tight end in the NFL right now. There's a lot of really good ones. Right, and I but those those guys, I mean, the the Sharps, the Gonzalez, even Antonio Gates, I feel like he mm-hmm. is a little, he's obviously later. I mean, Gates and Gonzalez played relatively the same time, but right. Gonzalez came into the league first. Yeah. But they paved the way for those All athletic freak tight ends. Yeah. Um, where the one thing we can say about Gronk without a question, especially the past couple of years, is he was such a dominant blocker which is extremely important and that's something that gonzalez gates didn't do so you do have to tip your hat to Gronk for that but you're right and the reason like i said i firmly believe that i'm I'm not opposed to him being first ballot Mm -hmm. i am a little opposed to saying without a doubt he's the greatest of all time i don't believe that but it is you were talking about availability being on the field we talk about and see I, i saw all these things like when he retired like all these Pictures like where one of the more prominent ones that's sticking out in my mind is like a silhouette of Gronk and then like there's a football like smash into the ground from yeah. like his like Gronk smash thing, but it yeah. has like the three time Super Bowl champ. Yeah. When he only played in one of those. Right. And it was this past one. I know. When they did almost nothing. And he did have probably the biggest play of the game of the game. I mean it, it was definitely catch down to the goal line. Absolutely. But but it wasn't a Gronk performance. We've seen all. Gronk light it up and just do And he played in the Philly one. Right, but he so did he's not perform in the five that they've been in the past since they've reemerged as this crazy super yeah. thing. He's played in three. Yeah, two of those were the ones they lost. Yeah, and then the ones they won, except for this past, he was playing and they lost. Right, and that was always something that we talked about. I was like, I feel so bad for Gronk because every time they win, he's out. <laughs> every time he's in, they lose. They lose, yeah. and so 
I mean, yes, he's on the team and he obviously helped them get there. Right. Made an impact, but let's not be like, oh, Super Bowl three-time champ, you're just... No. Right. No. Right. Uh, and then, I Martellus guess Bennett did more. I guess it's to do... <laughs> not Martellus. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is it. The, is it, it was Martellus yeah, Bennett. Yeah, it was. One. I was thinking um, of Michael when I said that. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it was in the Atlantic. Comeback. It's also just... Uh, this is this is a good segue into the sort of the state of the Patriots right now because I mean this is a big impact player that even though he didn't play, he is he is I don't think ever played all sixteen games. He's still a huge for this team, and I wanted to bring up these. I feel like he has at some point. Didn't he? I wanted to bring out these stats too. No, he's never played all sixteen. Never. Games. No, he played fifteen games once in his first couple of years, but I don't think he ever played all sixteen. Oh. I could be wrong, but that just sounds. Regardless, uh, I wanted to bring up these stats and talk about the Pats. This is why I wanted Charlie because I wanted to really ask him to, you know, take a look at himself and his team because it's at, right here. The Patriots uh, without Gronk, Gronk on the field have averaged thirteen percent fewer wins, three point eight fewer points per game, um, uh, half fewer points per drive, uh, one full fewer yard per pass attempt. Um, and a fourth fewer passing touchdowns per game. Um, so, you know, he was a difference maker, without a doubt. I think that's the best way you can describe Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. So, that being said, I mean, how does this really affect the Patriots here? I mean, it would be foolish to say it doesn't affect the Patriots. Right. But we've... The whole thing we were just knocking Gronk for was availability. And right. If you're correct in never having played a full season, they're used to this. Right. They've been here before. They know how to play without Gronk. Yeah. They do. Oh, they do fine. They, they, they do still okay. win games when all is said and done. Thirteen percent fewer. <laughs> but okay, so take away two of their wins, and you know. So they're going to be ten and six this year and miss the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Regardless. So, but it's it's certainly a signal. It's a signal of the changing of the guards. This has to end at some point. We've been thinking it for yeah. forever, yeah. but it has to change at some point. And this is just one of those beginning steps yeah. for it to truly start happening. Brady can't play forever. Please. <laughs> Please don't play forever. <laughs> um, their wide receiver core is getting older. Um, they did lose Cordero Patterson, who I think was actually a very good tool for them. He's going to be great in Chicago. Yeah. But... Why don't you like... I guess you're a Packer fan. <laughs> I mean, I, every time I bring up Chicago, he's like, ugh. But I guess you are a Packer fan. So. <laughs> and you don't like how cocky they've gotten. I don't like how cocky they've gotten, regardless. <laughs> uh, I digress. They don't have a running back anymore. Tyre, uh, yeah, Tyree Cohen. Tyree Cohen. I almost said Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill! <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess that's, that's that. We don't really have to dwell on that too long. Uh, well, what about, uh, Greg Shiano stepping down? That's okay, that, weird. that was really confusing to me, and I, like, I really... He was gonna be their DC. I know, and I was sitting, I mean, he signed in, what, February? January? It was just a couple months ago. And I, I, I sat there, and I was like, what if he really feels like this is just crumbling right now? What if he just has been in the building and has been like, I don't want to be around the, the year that they fall apart. That I'm is, leaving. It's a very... <laughs> intriguing question whether or not like he is some is more going on inside that building and we think about we haven't talked about it and no one's i mean we've been talking about how Kraft's kind of getting out of it but we let's not forget that all I mean, the we, robert Kraft yeah, allegations and we, we talked about a little on bit on all our the levels episode there's, um but the, again I, I there's a lot of weird stuff happening in yeah. the organization and i 
it's hard to sit here and be like, they're crumbling, it's over, they're not going to, you know, because we say this all the time and every year it's always something and they always find a way to overcome it. So until they don't, it's hard to say that they won't. Right. But there's a lot of stuff happening. And uh, I tell you what, I Charlie and I talked about this too. Last year, the most important thing that happened for the Pats was Josh McDaniels deciding not to leave and stay. Sure. Because I fully believe that had he left along with everybody else that left last year, mm-hmm. I I fully believe they would have crumbled. Sure. I fully believe that. And people, we talked about in the playoffs about how, you know, I thought Josh McDaniels was the MVP of that entire playoff run with how he drew everything up and dialed up plays and, and called the right plays at the right moment. Absolutely. So, you know, they're lucky they still have him, but now there's, now you know, was Flores just another cog in a system that was really good for Belichick? Or was he really that good and they lost another good one? So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but there's a lot happening <laughs> that's not that good for the Pats. We will see, and you can only hope, right? And have they signed anybody yet? Um... <laughs> Last time we talked, they hadn't signed a single free agent. Yeah. I can't even think of anybody. I thought they did sign somebody. <laughs> but I don't know. Regardless. Um, Bill yeah, Belichick. Pats. So, uh, other retirements. Jordy Nelson retired. Jordy Nelson. Good career. Yeah. Probably not Hall of Fame career, but... I think he'll get considered down the road. Garner some interest. Down the road. I'm kind of sad he didn't... Signed with Seattle. That was the only place he went to visit after he got released from Oakland. Okay. Didn't end up signing, and that's when he retired. Seattle needs a young, like, number one receiver. Well, I agree, but I feel like he... I believe, and maybe... I I really don't think I'm biased when I say this. I feel like the deterioration... I didn't really say that totally correctly. Deterioration? Of Jordy Nelson has been over-exaggerated. You don't think it has been, or you think it has? Been? I do. I think it has. People have blown it up to be like okay. he's nothing. Okay. When I don't think that's completely accurate anymore. Yeah. You would go back two I mean, years Derek ago. Our struggled, so you know what I mean. It's not. But if we go back two years ago, so the the year that Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, that okay. happened in week five, I believe. Yeah. Jordy Nelson had six touchdowns in, in the first four quarters. and a half games. Yeah. <laughs> Those two have an amazing connection. Yeah, I really, I mean, we talked about it. Then after Deshaun, or, uh, uh. Monte Adams? No, sorry. Oh, Deshaun Kaiser. Well, it wasn't Deshaun Kaiser. It was. (laughs) Brett Hundley. Yes, Brett Hundley (laughs) took over. He just didn't have that connection with Jordy Nelson. And so, the thing that made Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson work was their connection just for Aaron to put it exactly where Jordy would be to help him create the seams in the openings. Right. Yeah, so we take away the things in Oakland, and Oakland struggled as a complete whole. There were yeah. plays where Jordy made plays. Yeah. And so I feel like people were like, oh, he can't run anymore, and I, that's just not true. I understand him him walking away yeah. uh, at this time, and I would rather see it that way yeah. than him trying to continue to play and, and play having his career go down and yeah. then truly being that way. Yeah. We talked about it kind of being... It'd be fun if he went back to Green Bay, but you said it in Seattle. They need to continue developing their young guys. Yeah. I'd... It would be different if Mike McCarthy was still there. It was the same system, I think, for Jordan yeah, to come back. Actually, but now that it's a completely new system, bringing him in doesn't make that, sense. Yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't even contemplate that. So that, I don't, I'm not upset or anything about him not coming back to Green Bay. It just doesn't fit the puzzle pieces that they're trying to build. Mm-hmm. But 
people being like, Jordy can't play anymore. That's that's silly. Yeah. But a uh, good guy, you know, uh, out of Kansas, uh, second round pick. Kansas or Kansas State? I think it was Kansas State. Okay. Um, yeah, just a, a good guy. Yeah, I know he has a, a large family. Yeah. And he's excited to just focus on that. And uh, kudos to you, Jordy Nelson. I yeah. think. I Good think career. down down the road you'll be considered you'll be talked about. Is he on the team when they won the Super Bowl? Yes, he made uh caught the first touchdown pass. I thought uh, Greg Jennings did. Greg Jennings caught the other two. Okay, got you. It was an over the shoulder, kind of set up what those two became. That happened so long ago. I remember where I was watching that. I do remember the Greg Jennings touchdowns, which were also cool. They were very cool. I'm just reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> I like look off into the distance. <laughs> uh, any other retirings that stuck out? That was very stoic. <clears throat> um, I can't even think of one. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there there were there's a list of them, but I think those were two probably the biggest ones. Okay. Um, hmm. All anyway, you other retirees, you matter too. Yeah, they do. We just I'm not gonna talk about you. Uh, <laughs> um. Rule changes. So I guess the biggest yeah. rule change would be the almost everything reviewable now, even non-calls, including PI. Love it. So I don't understand why people are upset about this. There are people who are like, oh, it's going to slow the game down. Why? We've talked about this so many times. Isn't it only once per game? They're not adding any other challenges. You still have your two challenges. And if you use them, you use them. It doesn't matter what you use them on. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, I, that, it is so confusing to oh, me. Oh, I was thinking of the other rule. For no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so confusing to me that anybody could be in an uproar about this. They're like, oh, if you make all these things challengeable, the game's going to slow down and you still only get two. Whether you used it on a, on a bad spot or a non-call PI, it's the same amount of time. You can't have three if you get them both right. Uh, you, that was always that way. <laughs> 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 anyway. Yeah, I think it's I think it's intelligent. I yeah. feel like we saw on the biggest platform why it needed to be changed. I feel like I was extremely difficult and hard on the refs throughout the course of the season, not only after yeah, I mean, that. It was a tough season for the refs. But they're human yeah. and they make mistakes and it shouldn't be fair or allowed to have something so egregious to occur Mm -hmm. so to give that possibility i don't i agree i think it's completely a wise move and it's not going to slow things down like you said you have two maybe three and if you want to be silly and and waste it on something that could if it's the first quarter and you're like hey i want to get those extra 15 yards and you throw it then well more power to you but it's and adds another fun strategic element to the game spot foul too but regardless. Okay. I was just saying you need You're to like be... like extra 15. It could be like 70. Well, you, you, need to be, you need to be intelligent and strategic about when you use them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. That Teddy Bruschi was talking about that. Um, also, I don't know if I mentioned this. Remember like four or five weeks ago, I was talking about the Pats and I couldn't remember one of the linebackers' names. Yeah. It was Teddy Bruschi. Well, you know. And I got so upset because I love Teddy Bruschi. We talked about that like that night. I can't. Right, but I don't know if we I ever said it on the show. You I did. wanted to say it on the show. Because <laughs> I love Teddy Bruschi. But he was on First Take when this happened and he talked about it. Um, another thing that I liked is that Max Kellerman of First Take said was, he was like, you're never going to find perfect in sports, so you shouldn't stop 
better just because you'll never get perfect. And this is a better way of doing the rules. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Are there? All right. So this is a little segue into. Um, are there other rules that you think need to be instated, and other things that? Are you laughing because we know we disagree on this one? Yeah. Getting ready to debate. I don't know for. I have an interesting, di- di- kind of different point of view on this now, actually. So, no, no, no. Actually, no, no, don't know what that honestly, means, no. So I, I guess first of all, you, what rule do you would you like? So the rule <laughs> that the, I don't even know what you want to call it. The competition committee option, the secondary option to an onside kick. Oh, oh, this is not what I thought we were going to oh, talk about. Oh, what are you mind. trying to segue? I think we're into. talking about the overtime rules. Oh, were they changed? No, it was voted. It was it was uh, put on the table until May. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the all the the coaches unanimous, unanimously voted 32 32-0 um, to get both uh, teams a possession in overtime, but the owners voted to postpone the vote until May. So the com- you said the competition committee, the coaches all. At the, oh, I didn't know the coaches even voted. Yeah, they voted. I thought it was competition committee then owners. Well, regardless, it was approved unanimously first, and then the owners have to have a you have to have like a twenty four vote majority, yeah, to pass. And they they voted not not to accept or decline, but to postpone the vote until May. Okay, so well, let's like, talk about that first. So, I when we talked, so the other day I was watching the uh, AAF game. Okay. Um, of the the Memphis Express and the Birmingham Iron was that Johnny Manziel? That was the Johnny Manziel game, and it went into overtime. Okay, and it was so exciting, dude. So do you know the overtime? Rules? I don't know. The so I don't know rules. everything exactly, but it's each team gets one possession, um, and what happens is you get a possession from the ten yard line. It's a first and goal from the ten. Okay, and you run the possession, and whatever you get, you score, and then the other team runs the possession. And if the other team scored and the other one didn't, the one team wins and the other doesn't. If not, it's a tie. Okay. And obviously in the in the uh, playoffs, it would have to be different. But it was so exciting. Like and and, and like, don't I, you feel like that sounds kind of similar to college? A little bit, but uh, but but also like college college you can't really end at a tie. And the problem with college is that guys end up with twenty touchdowns because they keep t- scoring and scoring. But it's with one possession, it's a first and goal from the goal line. You both get a try. That's that. Okay. I think that's so exciting. And I watched it. And I and I I mean I I don't I don't know. I want to say I completely changed my mind because I'm still I'm not upset with the way the overtime rules are now. But I would not be opposed to something like that because I remember watching it. I was like, I'm this pumped about this, and it's an AAF game. Can you imagine what it would be like if it's like week 16 and the playoffs are on the line and it's like. First and goal, man, man up. Who's gonna win? So you would rather see that than having to drive the entire field. Like you'd rather have. I don't want to I mean, say. I, I don't want to say gimmicky, but you'd rather have like a unique thing like that versus it has to be a drive. I mean, I guess I'd be kind of okay with either, but I, I, think, <laughs> I just think I think that that making sure both teams have one possession, um, I think can take the suspense. Um, and excitement out of it a little bit because you start at the 25 yard line what if it's you know a four and out and the, the game's over it's just four plays but if you're right there on the goal line you're on the goal line anything can happen okay that, I feel like the backs get your backs is right up there against the wall for the defense time to man up and if you can't you can't okay I, I feel like that is so exciting and suspenseful and I would love it I mean I, I I'm just trying to I'm picturing 
Tom Brady first and goal in the AFC title game. Can they score? And if they do, then you have Pat Mahomes first and goal. Can you score? I don't know. I feel like... It's exciting. I mean, it is exciting, but I also feel like more often than not, like especially in overtime, like if they get to the 10-yard line, like, oh, whoever did it won. <laughs> like, I feel like not very often when That's games bad. are on the line yeah. do NFL players not succeed. Okay. I mean, there are some very okay. special defensive stands where you're like, that was great well, and so, good job. So what if they do this? You you start from the 50, you can't kick a field goal. Okay. That's fun. Sure. Because then it's because then because what happens in the overtimes is especially I mean it's been eliminated a little bit now with the rules that were changed yeah but it was a while as if you got across the forty yard line of the opposing team you you won because you kicked the field goal or maybe you take that out of it score a touchdown or you don't okay so was this change of heart truly just brought on because you watched an AAF game and you yep. got excited because yep. <laughs> like before yep. you were dead opposed to anything other than if how that, it is if right that now that doesn't perfectly describe who I am <laughs> <laughs> you don't like change what are you talking about I loved it I was so like I was so on edge and the, the crazy thing is Johnny Manziel got pulled from the game <laughs> so didn't he only play like a few plays he, play, he played a couple series and they scored on one or two of them and he definitely looked you know, sparked the team, but Brandon Silver is the other quarterback okay. of that team, played really freaking well. And I remember tweeting about it. I was like, look, it, we get it. You're playing well. You seem like a great guy, but we all want Johnny Manziel on the field. Um, but he let him down, and he threw the game-winning touchdown. It was super exciting. Okay. And the Birmingham Hiron tweeted at me. <laughs> well, you're just becoming famous. It was funny because it was that's – that's the team that I said I was going to root for. Okay. Because I – Trent Richardson's a running back. I really, I've always wanted him to do well. Um, and I like their quarterback, Luis Perez. He's got a cool story. Um, he was with the Rams in the preseason last year. Okay. But regardless, um, I tweeted, I was like, I, I said that the Iron were going to be the team that I rooted for, but it's Johnny Manziel. And they responded, Adam, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I'm not opposed whatsoever. So I, I do feel like was, both. That rule, the rule was postponed to it'll they'll go up to a vote in like May or June. So we'll I guess happens. we'll uh, have to sit in suspense until then. Yeah. All right, let's talk the other rule in debate. What is the other rule? Oh, that's right, the fourth and fifteen. I think it's stupid. Why? Why does it fourth and fifteen? Any offense that's really good in the NFL is going to pick that up. That's not true. And you could just keep doing fourth and fifteens. Okay, and the rule was you could only do it once per. Oh, game. Well, I didn't know that. Can only do it once per game in the fourth quarter. Okay, so I guess that makes sense, but hang on, God, kind of... I, I got you got facts, I got facts. Give me facts, please. From 1992 Ooh. to 2017, 21 percent of onside kicks were completed. That's a great number. Last year, once the kickoff rule What's changed, changed, four of 52 were recovered, or eight percent. When you make okay. the rule okay. almost impossible to recover so the was, onside what, what kick. was changed about the kickoffs that affected that? The players now have to line up behind the kicker, and they can't have a running start. Oh, okay. They need to wait until it's kicked to okay. move. Okay. So basically, unless the other team Just messes up, it, yeah. unless they mess up, and that has happened. I know. I'm a Packers fan. I know that people jump up and smack it and don't catch it. I've been there, experienced it. But you've almost made it impossible right. to recover. Right. And, so, and you're not saying you can't do the onside kick. Yeah. You can still elect for that if you feel confident. Yeah. But yeah, 
fourth and 15, I don't think that's easy at all. I would rather be at the goal line first and 10 and be able to do that than completing a high percentage right. throw. Unless you have Ray Rice and you're doing fourth and 27. Hey, little, little Ray Rice up the middle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. I'm only opposed to it because you've almost made onside kicks Impossible. so difficult yeah. to complete. And, the, and the, the, the reality is it should be difficult. It shouldn't be easy. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and 22% is not easy. Right. But no, you're giving you're yourself, right. that's, that's right. a, little, least a like one chance. in four. Yeah. Not, just, I understand that. And there's also a level of skill if you have somebody who's really good at kicking the onside kick, then that's good. It's See, I have been so against the trying to, because there's, there's there's a lot of fans who would rather us just eliminate kicking altogether in football. Yeah. Um, and the AAF does it. Uh, I don't, they, they do field goals. But they don't do they don't do kickoffs. They start every drive from like the twenty or twenty five. Okay. Um, they have the onside kick rule thing of the fourth and fifteen that's in theirs, um, and you always have to go for two. And for a while, I thought it was weird, but I've actually kind of grown accustomed to it. And I haven't watched every game. I've watched <laughs> a bunch of games, and honestly, I haven't even noticed it. And as fun as returns are, and they're still punting, um, but as, as fun as kickoff returns are, and things like that. Um, I haven't missed it at all. Well, that's also you know? something that's really gone down too, since they've decided to move it to the twenty-five. A lot of teams Which is are like for safety and everything, but I and I appreciate that and it, I respect that. See, here's the thing though, and the, and the thing that's hard is it's also a sentimental rule in a way because there are guys and Lorenzo Alexander, the Bills, talks about this all the time. The only reason he is who he is today is because he was the special teams player. He had an opportunity. He, he, he was a special teams superstar on every team he went to, and that's why we signed him yeah. uh, four or five years ago when we did, was to be a special teams ace, and he was. And then he started playing linebacker and Rex Ryan's scheme and came off the edge as a rusher and had that 12-13 sack season, and that's why he is what he is now. But, you know, he talked about there are so many players. Like, we just signed Sonoris Perry of the Dolphins, who's been your guy, a special teams ace for you guys a couple of years yeah three years and people are talking about that's a great a great signing but it wouldn't be if we didn't have kickoff because you know well, you can still punt, but, I mean, punt yeah but regardless it. i'm just saying that, that that's that's a big deal yeah special teams is important field position is so important um so i get the idea of a kickoff because i think it's it's good for strategy and you, if you have a good returning guy you can get good field position and you know your percentage of, of winning games and scoring exponentially increases if you go above the 20 or 25 right. um, on your return. So I get that it's important, but um, I, I just – I am such a have-to-see-it kind of person or do-it kind of person to yeah. learn or feel comfortable with things. So being able to watch a, the, these AAF games that have had subtle ch rule changes and see how – it's still like it doesn't feel that different to me, or it, or it doesn't take any of the excitement out. Actually, seeing it in action, it for me is a oh okay, I'm not as opposed to it as I thought it would be. Yeah, because it's always much worse in my head. Sure. I don't know. I'm just gonna reel it back into the onside kick because uh, you're talking about if you have a kicker who's good at it. Yeah. And I feel like especially this year, maybe I paid more attention to it or whatnot, but I just see I see really good kickers who are great at kicking, yeah. but coaches are trying just the most gimmicky, weird onside kick things yeah. just because they know... Well, because the rule changed. So, right. Because so, normally if you kicked it up high enough, your runners could go and slam the first line and then your second line's there to recover. Right. That's how you coach it. 
I feel like, and I've said this so many times, I don't know if I've ever said this on the air, but I, it has to be a rule <laughs> that you can't kick the ball at you the opposing team. Because <laughs> I've, I've thought that so many times. Like, it what can't if, be. It has to be a no, rule. Well, I mean, that's going to be really hard because if you miss them, then like... Then it's just going to go down the field and like, you just got to outsprint them, I guess. Right, but if but what happens... Like, Everyone's lined up. If you're telling me that... And they can that, dodge it. Well, then it's also going to go down the field. <laughs> If you, no one would be expecting be if they lined up, if Justin Tucker, just you're, you're just, face. you're 10 yards away. If you just kick it as hard as you can, it hits him in the chest. It's going to bounce right, right back, back to you. you. <laughs> that, I can't believe it's never been tried. That's the reason I, ha- I think it has to be a rule. It's got to be also way harder than you think it is. I don't know. Because if you kick it hard enough, it's going to go high. I just feel like if, if you kick it in the middle of it, it's going to roll like you want it to. I just feel, I don't know. <laughs> With the things that kickers do, I feel it's like fair. a lot of kickers have come from soccer backgrounds. It's just, you know, I if it's not a rule, some coach out there do it. It can't be a rule. <laughs> I refuse to believe in the rule book. It says, you cannot pelt a player with a football I feel on like, a kickoff. I feel like there could be a rule where <laughs> rules are always written so awkwardly. It's like, player A cannot deliberately kick ball at player B. <laughs> On onside kickoff attempt. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Well, I don't have anything else on the episode, so we can keep talking about this if you want. Oh. Well, goodbye. That's all the episode. You said you had cold reads. I do have two cold reads, actually. Well, we got to talk about, uh, the, what about Jordan Howard? Trade with oh, yeah, the, the two. Well, there were two uh, NFC East trades, the Jordan Howard and the Robert Quinn to oh, yeah. Uh, Dallas. Yeah. Two moves. Uh, I think it's a good fit for Jordan Howard. I really wish they would have just re-signed Jay I don't know why he's not signed yet. I get that he's injury concerns and things like that, but I feel like Jay still has a lot to give a team. Maybe there is more to his attitude than we know about. Maybe. I mean, that's That was a huge thing with Adam Gase, and that was why he got jetted out of Miami. Yeah. (laughs) Jetted. (laughs) (laughs) He coaches for the Jets now. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and and whatnot. So I don't know. And there was just all those concerns coming out of college about the bone on bone, and right. maybe which some teams makes me cringe are every time somebody says it. Well, you know that's just science. I don't like science. Science. I'm gonna put that song in right there. Please don't. I'm going to. You, you, <laughs> you play weird songs on our shows all the time. Uh, I play fun songs. Science is a fun song. All right, it's fine. Anyway. Um, yeah, I wish that Jay would just be signed by somebody, but I, I initially I was like, the Bills should sign him. I think they'd be a great combo with JD, but we got Frank Gore, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great move for, for Philly. Oh, I absolutely. I don't know why Chicago gave up on him so easily. I know that his yards per carry has gone down in the last couple of years. Yeah. And he didn't have a great year last year, but the two years before that, he was a thousand yard rusher. I do. He's had eighteen touchdowns in the last two years. I do believe he's not a great fit in Nagy's system. I understand that. I I know that <clears throat> Cohen is now. going to be. I mean, he obviously is a great maybe, fit. Maybe 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 they signed Patterson because they're using Patterson in the backfield too. Like, oh, that could be like very New interesting. New England did because they. I mean, because well, it's definitely not Mike Davis. And Tariq Cohen's not going to be a twenty carry a game guy. He I might, feel like he might want. He be. might be a twenty touch a game oh, guy okay. in terms of catches and runs. Sure. He's not going to get twenty carries. Okay, you know. So, do you feel like this impacts their draft strategy? Are they going to target a back? Like, obviously not so the first Chicago. round. Yes. 
second, third? Are they uh, going to be looking at those know, those think, guys in that those areas? I think Nagy feels pretty confident that with the weapons that he has, that he can use them in any ways he wants to because they're not your typical offense. You know, they're not the handed up off the middle, and that's probably why they got rid of Howard. Um, whereas Philadelphia has that in their offense, and so that's a good fit for them. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it presses them at all. I think that he feels comfortable with. I think Nagy feels. You know, I have all these weapons. I have Patterson that can be a, that can be a running back. He played two or three games exclusively as a running back for New England this past year. Right. And played well. Uh, I know because one of them was a Monday night game against the Bills. But regardless, um, it was a close game. Yeah. Um. You didn't lose fantasy that night. I did. It was close, though. They could only throw to James White, and I was pissed. <laughs> Finally, the Sean McCoy caught one at the end that put me ahead. But regardless, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it super impacts them. Uh, I just, I'm going to be really intrigued about the NFC East this year, and it's going to be a battle. Well, let's talk about it from the Philly position now, because um, so you had all kinds of weapons. <laughs> did Darren Sproles, I'm sorry, did Darren Sproles decide to come back for a more final I year? Think so. That's like the most crowded running back room in the league. Yeah, I don't think I really don't think that uh, Smallwood or uh, Adams are going to be as prominent as people would think they were. I actually think Smallwood probably doesn't make the team. So, but yeah, but and so Josh Adams came on was, in, yeah. in some part. I mean, he let's say yeah, I don't know if this is factual, but like weeks ten through. 14, he was big, and then he kind of faded away. But I feel like he has a very similar running pattern to Jordan Howard. So is he out of the equation now? They kind of don't need him if they have Jordan Howard. It's just going to be a rotation. They're going to they're going to use everybody's going to draft Jordan Howard in the third round, and then all of a sudden Darren Sproles is going to the first ten carries. (laughs) That's what happened last. This what happened this year when I took JGI in the fifth round, and Darren Sproles with the first five or six carries for Philly in the opener. But uh, it's just going to be by committee. Howard's going to be the, the the short yardage goal line back. Sproles is going to be used in passing situations, and then Adams and Clement will be sprinkled in every now and then, you know. But I, I also don't think they're going to keep four backs, so we'll see what happens. But out of those, who goes then? Probably Adams. <sighs> That's sad. They like Clement a lot, and they just traded for Howard, so it's not going to be him. And right. Sproles is Sproles, so. <laughs> Could be just like you, bud. Sorry, Washington's gonna win the division. <laughs> Why do you say such silly things? Uh, when we make our official predictions, I probably won't say Washington, but for now, you I'm said just gonna keep saying it. Two episodes in a row now. Yeah, I just like to bother you. I want to vomit. Wow. And I know if I throw up, you're gonna throw up. So that sounded like the episode of The Office where he's like talking to Ryan. He's like, "If you tell me that I have to go back to Scranton, I'm gonna throw up." He's like, I- "I'm throwing up. <laughs> you're making me throw up." <laughs> What a show. That's what we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode. So, no. Uh, I have cold dreams. Uh, what about Robert Quinn to Dallas? Yeah, it's not a big deal. I feel like that's a great trade for I, Dallas. I think it's a great trade, too, but Dallas needs to have their players stop smoking weed and getting caught. Well, they're done. And they're off the team. They need, DeMarcus, they need DeMarcus Lawrence to just show up. And so if he does that, then... Your franchise tag's a lot of money. I feel like you got an upgrade... At the other end with Quinn instead of Randy Gregory. Everybody today on on SportsCenter was talking about how much of an upgrade Randall Cobb was over Cole Beasley, and I'm not even so sold on that at all. Well, it's because you're now in love with Cole Beasley. Well, first of all, well, well, first of all, if you watch tape of Cole Beasley, 
he reminds me a lot of Stevie Johnson the way Stevie used to run now. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even kidding. If you watch no, the that's fair. if you watch the way he runs both routes, very smooth. Yeah, it, it I was I was watching, I was like, wow, this is really I'm familiar with this, so but regardless, I just you may think Randall Cobb is better, but I don't think everybody's like, Oh, he's totally an upgrade, which I like, okay, he's a good player, but maybe Aaron Rodgers made Randall Cobb. I think it depends on I think it depends on which Randall Cobb you get. Right. If Randall Cobb can stay healthy, I think it is. If you a get the one who caught that game winning opening week with Chicago against Chicago, yeah. Then yeah, but if you get the guy who didn't show up the rest of the season, then no. Well, and that, like I said, is going to depend on his health. So if Regardless. he stays healthy, then he can definitely be very ferocious. Dallas has got a lot of a lot of interesting weapons behind Amari Cooper to be intriguing to see how they work through all that. Michael Gallup. Like it. Good kid. I have cold knees. Okay. Uh, so I found this on Twitter. There's a couple in, your in Wichita who eats at the same rest at the same Outback Steakhouse six days a week. Does this have anything to do with football? No. Oh. So if you had to eat at one restaurant I six days a week. I eat Panera every day. You would pick that? No, but I say I do. Like I get that. <laughs> if you if if you if you ate at a rest what what restaurant would it be? Like you have to eat there six days a week. What restaurant would it be? <laughs> what? It's fine. This is like topic cat conversation. Okay, right? I think it's fine. <laughs> sounds in his catch. It's okay. Um yeah, I mean, this is hard, I don't know. <laughs> wasn't prepared for this i was like it's a cold read ready to go for football things now we're talking about restaurants if i had to eat there it's strictly six days a week so yeah, like can it, like i get to change like can go there for breakfast one day and the next day um you know i would say a local answer but that's no fun because people don't know what the heck i'm talking about so i'm gonna try to go for a chain okay it's all around the world i guess outback right. steakhouse that's weird yeah well, it's kind of a weird eat, choice they eat dinner there a little blooming onion yeah <laughs> i want to learn how to make a blooming onion okay um i uh i would say i would go part of me is tempted to go max and irma's okay but then I always get there and I get like one to two things that I really like. But then if I'd eat there so often, I would become sick of it. <laughs> so that's very difficult for me. Um, I do like O'Charlie's a lot. Yeah. I do like O'Charlie's a lot. I feel like they times. have a, a good variety. They have a nice, some nice steaks. Uh, that might be that might be my choice. O'Charlie's? Yeah, so I don't waste too much time. I'm right. going to say O'Charlie's. I've only been there a couple times. So. Well, shame on you. So my other question is... Is this one football related? Kind of. It's <laughs> not at all. This is a would you rather. Okay. Would you rather watch an AAF game... I still haven't watched one. An MLB opening game... Okay. Or an NFL talk show? Well, which talk show? That's like very right important. Now. Like right now. If they're if all three of those things are on at the same time, yeah. Well, it's very important one, as to which talk show. Which one do you turn on? This isn't not answering my question. Well, are we talking about at five thirty in the afternoon? I said if they're all on on the same time. Well, there are different talk shows on at different times. Okay, well, pick your favorite one. I would rather. Uh, well, I don't know. I would watch an AAF game. I think I haven't watched one. I would okay. be very intrigued. But, you know, if uh, I have the time to sit down and turn on the herd, then I'll okay. absolutely. Okay. I, will, okay. I love Colin Coward. 
I think he's very similar to Rich Eisen, where he says, like, yeah, I was stupid. And I respect him for that. Okay. I yeah. just want him to cool down Baker Mayfield a little bit. What's he saying now? Well, he's just been all over Baker about how he's not that good. Well, he's always... Well, I haven't heard him say he's not that good, <laughs> but I know coming out of college, he was very hard on him. It was really funny there. Uh, another guy tweeted just, like, tearing Baker apart. Um, and uh, Baker responded... And he was like, you remind me of my friend Colin. Let's go get lunch. <laughs> he said, let's go get lunch sometime. And Colin responded. He said, let me know. It's on me. <laughs> that was really cool. That's fun. Oh, it was. He, uh, his fiance had an issue with, she was trying to go to her, uh, like, bridal party. And the airline, like, canceled her flight and didn't oh, refund I her or anything. And the guy responded and was like, oh, using your privilege, blah, 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 for for you know an everyday problem and i was like we all tweet about it it's not our fault that his got traction and he got fixed it but i tweeted about it when we had problems with our flight so did you what'd you say and i tweeted like a four-page thing about how it was ridiculous that they didn't refund us (laughs) shit but regardless pg-13 wow those are my cold reads all right if you could sign any remaining free agent to be on your team. Who do you want? Ezekiel Ansah. Oh, yeah, you did talk about. Don't this. know why he's not signed yet. I know that people are saying that they're waiting out for. They're gonna. He's gonna get a second opinion on his. Was it his leg or something? I thought it was his knees. Whatever it is that got hurt this past season, there people are waiting for that so that before they they offer him the money that he wants. But I just that, that's I think. The Bills do you know? I'm sorry to what? cut you off. Do you know how much he's looking for? Like, I don't though. I, I know it's probably a lot more than a lot of people would like to pay. Okay, but I just—he's only 29 years old. Uh, pass rushers have been known they can play older. You know what I mean? Like, t- well, you're talking to the team that has Terrell Suggs is like 38 and Lorenzo Alexander and Cameron Wake's like 38 or 39 or something. He's old too. Yeah. So, but they're still very efficient rushers. I just. 29 years old is really good, and I I think that I'm very happy with what the Bills have done. I think we've rounded our roster out really well, and we're ready just to take best player available in the draft, I think, and with, with 10 picks. And I think that you add one more huge impact player on our defense, that's awesome. Okay. So so that would be that would be the guy left that I'm looking at. Okay. There you yeah. go. Solid. I know you talked about that last week, and I did forget, and I apologize. Yeah, that'll be fine. All right, so let's. I'm I'm uh, I'm eliminating the Kyler Murray, even though you wouldn't want Kyler Murray anyways. Okay. But if you can draft any player, everyone's on the board. Who's uh any who's your player. guy? Any player you can pick anybody. This is like, what's the scenario here? I'm the Bills and I can draft any player. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a good question. If I wanted to draft any player, it would probably be. Uh, Josh Allen out of Kentucky. <laughs> Not because his name's Josh Allen, but I just, I really watched, uh, I really, I think the Bills need another huge pass rusher. Okay. What, the Bills did a great job in the past two years in this zone scheme with McDermott of not really blitzing a lot and just getting some pressure, but then rushing four, but having it be not the front four, like being able, you know what I mean? Okay. Like maybe bringing a corner and then dropping one of our edge rushers, who's also kind of a hybrid linebacker. Sure. Um, we've done a great job at that, but we haven't, I don't think we have that dominant rusher. Jerry Hughes is certainly up there and he's been very good, but he's 30. Sure. Um, Shaq Lawson came on a little bit this past year, but I think we need a one more guy that's just a dominant pass rusher. 
and I was watching. And again, I don't I don't watch as much draft stuff as I think you think I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> but obviously, in the past couple of weeks, I have been because it's coming up, and I just I keep watching tape on this guy. He's just dominating people. And I think he had like 16 sacks this past year. He's a physical force. Like he's huge. And I just uh, I think that I think that we could really use that guy who could he can line up on the edge, but he could also line up at linebacker too. Um, and which being in the AFC East for the longest time, that was one of the most important things because you needed somebody who could also cover a Gronkowski. But we may not have to worry about that anymore. But regardless, I I really think it, if if er, he won't be on the board, obviously. But that would be that would be the guy. I would think about Nick Bosa, but I, I worry about the injury and and him having not played pretty much at all this past season. Right. Um. But yeah, I think it would be for a while. It was going to be DK Metcalf. I really. I know you were high on him. Um. And I'd still I think be. You okay. said that on the cruise, I'd, I believe. Yeah, I'd still be okay if we got him. I just I don't think that we have to worry about that now. That we're I'm weary of DK Metcalf. I'm weary about it. I'd be really cool with uh, what is it? Is it Nikhil Harry? Is that how you say his name? Uh, defensive back? No, he's a wide receiver. Oh, oh. Uh, this this mock has Metcalf going at fifteen to Washington, which I think would be a great pick for them. Um, I, mean, but, I think he's definitely a first rounder. Uh, Hakeem Butler, they have going to the to the Pats. Oh, I love it. Six foot five. I haven't seen uh, huge. mocks putting him in the first. Uh, that's the last pick. Although they might. Oh, it's uh, it's Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I was right. Nikhil Harry is an Arizona Arizona State wide receiver. Um, but I, uh, who was it? It was uh, um, Nate Burleson on Good Morning Football this morning or yesterday morning. Really broke down his tape. Okay. And just, I was blown away by it. I was like, dude, get him. Like, second or third round. There you go. So so that's another guy that I would look at. But top of the wish list would be Josh Allen. I think it would also be funny with Josh Allen and Josh Allen. <laughs> there you go. Kentucky. All right. Well, they're my cold reads. All right. Well, uh. I've got a couple five-second questions, but that's it. All right. Are we to go? Yeah. Who who comes in second place in the AFC East this year? Uh, the Bills. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yep. <laughs> um, which quarterback would you rather have, uh, Tannehill, Bortles, or Tyrod? Is health not on health the table? Not on the table. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Yeah, those are my two. All right. Okay. Yep. Well, everybody, thanks uh, for listening to the football portion of the <laughs> show. If that's all you're interested in, you can uh, go ahead and log off now. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, make sure you check us out on social media. Keep liking, following, doing all that good jazz. We're about to turn our attention to something a little bit different uh, for, for a few minutes. You know, it's the off season. We're going to experiment. We're going to... Uh, Widen our horizons. Maybe this will become a, a regular thing where we just talk about uh, some okay. other things. So today, I like your tone totally changed. We're going to yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna take it down a little bit. We're gonna talk about um, some love. You know, back in college, we not only had simultaneous catch. That's true. But Adam had a show called E Messages. That's true. <laughs> and he often talked about love. Often. Almost all the time. Okay. Well, not all the time. Pretty much all the time. <laughs> And I feel like that's uh, something that we need to bring back a little bit. We need to get some love we're going on here. Let's not forget that you still used to listen to a radio show called Love Line. I did. I love Love Line. I'm kind of sad that I not can't anymore? find that show. I don't know if it's even on. Every time I Google it, it still says that it comes on. Every once in a while, I'll Google it and I'll be like, I want to listen. 
to, to check it out, but I never. It used to be it. so easy to find. It was on at like 9 p.m. on like yeah. a certain station, and I can't find it anymore. And now I have XM, where I feel like I should be able you to be find it extremely easily, yeah. but I can't. Regardless, so let's uh, let's just about? let's talk about some things that are going on in in life. Oh, yeah. It's a safe space. Do we have time for this? Well, we have. Uh, we just hit an hour, my friend. Yeah, so we, we won't talk the entire half an hour, but we're going to talk for an half. An we hour. won't. Why don't you talk? Uh, what? Ask me a question. Then. Where am I? Okay. <laughs> About love. Um, you're like the most loving person I, I once knew, and we need to get once that. Knew. Yeah, well, I feel like you're you struggling you right now. I feel like you're 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 in a you're in a valley. All right. Well, then. And we're just going to work together so as your as nice. your friend. <laughs> This isn't about me. We're just talking it's about, about love. all of us. I mean, we can talk about things that are affecting <laughs> okay. us. Okay. What, in your opinion, is the biggest obstacle in finding love? The biggest obstacle, I think, in finding love right now, I think it's a much. I think that is related to the time period we're in. Okay. I think it's very difficult now because we aren't great at being honest and open. That's true. With people right away. Whereas I think back in the day, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, I mostly wasn't there, but I feel like you really opened yourself up very quickly, and I feel like that's why so many people fell in love with their high school sweethearts, and they just kind of like made that work, was because of being honest and open. Mm-hmm. I think there there's obviously checks and balances when it comes to that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you, you meet a girl, you're not going to be like, hey, uh, I want to tie up and do things to you tonight. That's what I like to do. There's PG-13. probably... Yeah, that's PG-13. Fifty Shades of Grey. Was that R? That's R. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's stupid. You don't show anything. God. Okay, anyways. People, I think, like, you and I are a great example where there are things that are obviously very personal to us that affected us uh, from past relationships that's very scary and daunting. Yeah. And you don't want to be like, hey, uh, you know, I really blank this happened. Uh, but I feel like in a way that's that's a hindrance. That's not a necessarily. Point. It's not right off the bat, but it's as you get to develop and to know these things, you're very afraid to... Be honest and let them know. I feel like we should have like presented credentials before we went into this topic. Uh, I, when I was a teenager, was a verified blue star on Yahoo Answers Love That's and Relationships. Actually, awesome. And every time you say it, I'm still so impressed. But also, <laughs> That's how I used to spend my. But summers. also, when we were in college, you had a radio. You did a radio show about love, sex, and relationships. I did. It was called Four Play Four. Yeah, it was a great show. Adam was a co-host sometimes. He came on. He snuck out of his like. Psychology What's really class. ironic is my last, the last episode you guys had, I snuck out of my philosophy of love, sex, and relationships course. <laughs> that means perfect. Just to walk down the hall and to be on your show. <laughs> I think I was on it for like 25 minutes too. And I walked You back, were there quite, quite I walked a while. back in and they were like, where'd you go? I was like, I didn't feel well. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I don't know if we need qualifications. No, but Qualifications I, but per se. I understand. But when you start to talk about a topic, people wonder if you're, if you know what you're talking about. And I mean, I'm nowhere pretending to be like a but therapist. But you're certified of blue things. star. Certified blue star. <laughs> Love and relationships. Yahoo Answers. Where did it go? Why don't you do that anymore? You know, I, do people still use Yahoo Answers? Yeah. I, I used to have a ton of fun. I don't know if they use. it I would be fascinated to go like find my old answers and see how absolutely Ooh, awful they are. You should do that. That'd be fun. Like I remember, like I never answered things that were above my pay grade. <laughs> 
they were never like, hey, I'm having trouble with my wife. What do I do? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I was like, hey, I really like this girl. What's a good first date? And I'm like, go putt putting. And people were like, that, you got it. It's just, that's your go to. <laughs> and it always works. You're telling me that, that that shouldn't have been the answer for my wife and I might get divorced. Go putt putt. Well, <laughs> maybe that's a good first step. <laughs> Talk about your issues. We've gone putt putting. Not in a long time. A couple times. We did it at uh, Playport. That doesn't count. Oh, okay. Well, that's like a room as big as this. That's fine. <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> Regardless, yes. No, I feel that the the open, being open, um, I also think that uh, expectations are so tough in today's world. Ooh, yeah. Because, so, because of social media and how prevalent that is in our world and our lives, you're just totally overexposed to what everybody else's lives are or I should say rather what everybody else's lives are presented as because it may not even be the truth you know yeah. somebody who posts 40,000 selfies of them and their significant other may be wildly in love and just want to share it sure. or they may not be and they may be overcompensating so you yeah, don't know that trying to create that false scene so but regardless of whether you know that or not the perception is that all these other people around you are in love and getting married and having children and you're trying to compare yourself to that and you have That's this very pressure hard. and these expectations because you're seeing people your age doing all these things and you're not yeah which is tough um so i think that's probably because also you know i know i like that you mentioned you know when high school sweethearts because they were all open but it's also sometimes when i think about people with high school sweethearts i don't think it's because they were open i think it's because all of us were really kind of i don't want to say shallow but we were all so young and immature I don't think we really knew what we wanted or needed. Okay. You know, because I look back on girls that I was into or was with in high school and I think, you know, what was I thinking? Because we wouldn't even be anywhere near compatible now. Yeah. You know? so. Well, and I also feel like that there's an element of that just specifically talking about the high school sweetheart phenomenon where yeah. you are so young, so you don't necessarily have that baggage. So you grow up and learn with each and other. discover those things together. Which is cool. Which I think that then maybe that's the key to having good relationships is is recognizing that where you start is not where you're gonna be at the end or even in the middle. You're you're gonna have, you're gonna grow with those people, and that's how you create those bonds. I know I personally, for a majority of my serious relationships, have we rushed things. Okay. We you we talked like, and it was never malicious or anything i mean it was sweet in the the rose colored glasses but you talked like we talked about like we're gonna marry each other <laughs> and after like three months you're like why 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 are we saying that like i obviously <laughs> love it and it makes me feel so good but right. it's like whoa right simmer <laughs> and that's something that i feel like i need to uh keep in my mind moving forward i will oh. say uh the last thing that you, you made me think about and now i completely forgot oh god it was such a good point too when you were talking about, uh, ah, man, it's gone. Makes me feel like it wasn't that good. It was. <laughs> it was. But then I just started thinking about high school. That's okay. All right. So, um, well, I'm just completely, I had a question for I wanna, you now. I want to think of, I want to think of a name for this subdivision of simultaneous catch. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> simultaneous, what a catch. 
Well, it's not going to... It's like this specific one right here. Yeah, I just run it. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> what a catch. <laughs> so, uh, while we're not talking about, about love, uh, Adam, does your dad know what's happening tonight? No. It's a surprise. So, how... What is... Uh, so, so for those of you, my, my dad, uh, his birthday was on the 18th of March. And my dad is, like, literally an angel. He will ascend to heaven as soon as he dies. Um, no, he's really that perfect. Um, it's hard to live up to. But he uh, he never asks for anything for his birthday. Yeah. He never wants anything. But my dad loves to roller skate. So we're surprising him tonight with a skating party. With like, what does he think family. he's doing? So the plan is they my, – my parent, my mom, and my sisters told him that they're going to Bible study – at like 6.30, 7 o'clock, which is something they do. Sometimes it's not <laughs> okay. out of the ordinary. Sure. Um, and uh, when they get on the highway to go towards the skating rink and not towards my aunt's house, he's going to be like, Bible study he's gonna be, yeah, he's going to be like, well, where are we going? And she's like, surprise, we're going out to dinner for you and Emily's birthday. Okay. Um, and then they're just going to show up at the rink and it's going to be there. Um, okay. But uh, it was funny because he asked me this morning if I wanted to come with him. I was like, oh, I'm going to go record with, with Josh, but maybe I'll swing by later. Okay. So, so we'll show up. That'll but, be fun. But so, yeah, we're surprising my dad. Anyways, who's all going to be there? Is it like uh, immediate family or is this like a big thing? Uh, it's mostly just immediate family, but uh, a couple of family friends might be there. Okay. But it's not like just the five Rossi kids. <gasps> and the, no. Okay. No, there's extended family there too. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm super anxious Why? because I'm not good at roller skating. No? No, not at all. I'm really good at roller skating. And well, I'm probably not going to spend much time with you tonight then. <laughs> I'll be like kind of shuffling across the floor, doing my own thing, and that's fine, but it's going to be As if my extended family needed any more excuse to, to think that I was gay. That you're bringing me? <laughs> this is my boyfriend. <laughs> I can play that role if you need. Okay. Okay. All right. So, back to to Love Catch. Love Catch. <laughs> Catching feelings. <laughs> what do you feel it right now is one... This is personal. Oof. And it's a safe space. Yeah. Is one of your biggest roadblocks right now to allow Ooh. someone to your heart. Oh, fear of commitment. Interesting, because I feel like you love I never, commitment. I never used to be that way, but I'm that way. Can you explain a little bit? I'm terrified of feeling stuck or trapped in my life in general. And the idea of totally committing to somebody scares me now, because I feel like I'm trapped. That I that either things have to go horribly, or I have to marry them. And I don't, can't imagine doing any of these things <laughs> right now. Sorry, that's not funny. But no, but still, I such extremes. I mean, I, I'm I have become such an extreme person, and I don't like that. But I, it, it's commitment scares me, and it scares me that it does scare me because it never used to. Okay, because I used to be the I want to be with you and only you kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, like my last year's girlfriend in college. You remember, I I, I like had to beg her to to date me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to ask you this uh, as a follow-up because one of the most confusing aspects of, of love and feelings and whatnot is the, the different messages or thoughts that your brain will say compared to your heart. No. So what is in your brain 
a way to combat that, even if it doesn't necessarily mesh or agree with your heart. Like you're like, this makes sense if I could do this, it just may not work out that way. I don't know if I understand the question. So I'm saying, in your mind, I'm sure you have an idea as to how to not be afraid of commitment, yes. but it isn't necessarily working in your heart. What does Fair. your brain say? Don't do that. <laughs> what, don't be afraid of commitment? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that, you know, I think the only way to defeat fears or more specifically being afraid of commitment is just to do it and to prove to yourself that it's not as bad as you think it is. You know, I've always been that person. It's like, if you're afraid of heights, then go to the top of the building and look out the window because you'll see it's not as bad as you think it is. Okay. Kind of person, you know, but uh, we could spend... Ten, a 10 hour episode on why I am afraid of things nowadays and and uh, and why I am hurt by things nowadays but I don't think people want to hear that yeah so. we'll save that for next time okay. <laughs> alright this could be like the most least viewed episode maybe people might hate that we just people might love it decided to not talk about football we talked about football that. for an hour and we talked about love for oh it was only 10 minutes yeah oh I thought we talked about it for longer no we have four more minutes to go. Well, why did I talk so much? You didn't talk. You, I answered your question. All right. Well, I have another question. All right. That'll be the last question for this thing. When you are looking for a mate, <laughs> when you are looking to catch feelings. God, I feel like such a predator. What's the, I said catch feelings. Yeah. You're like, when you're Shut looking up. for a mate, oh, so you want to catch. Come on. What is the number one thing that attracts you to somebody right away? Don't say their boobs or their butt. Well, that's not even true. (laughs) Uh, This is difficult for me. And I would love, I love when other people answer questions for me. You know that. Like when people say, when, when, like if somebody asked me what I would say it is. Yeah. Okay. I like when they do that because I feel like it's also kind of self-reflecting to see because my answer is I I don't think I necessarily do that. I what think, do you mean? Like, I don't think I identify one thing. Okay. And then I'm like, mm, that's the person. Okay. Because I feel like I instantaneously know whether or not I want to be with somebody. Okay. And I've had this conversation with, with friends about whether or not I have a type. And I, okay. I, I, I think there are maybe certain... I think, if you, I think if you broadened the definition of type, you could find one. Sure. But it's not super But there's specific. not like a mold of a girl yeah. that is like, oh, that's it. Well, I mean, I think we're I, both like that. I get this feeling in my stomach that I get when I see the girl. Yeah. And sometimes it can dissipate instantly okay. once I get to know the girl. Okay. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not that's okay. not. Uh, but if I did have to answer, since that is kind of a cop-out answer, it's <laughs> more than anything, it's personality. Okay. And that's so cliche, but I so, love... Okay. So, no, no, no. I, I, I don't not accept that, but be more specific. Like, what is a specific personality trait? Yeah. Don't just say... Per- Goofiness. Like, okay. All right. I okay. Am, am, I'm <laughs> able... And I think it's a thing where people are so... I remember I was going to talk about now, way back when... I remember... You can say it? I, I, okay, I'll say because I feel like it kind of meshes with this. Okay. People take their lives so seriously now, and I feel okay. like they're so guarded. Okay. And that's what I was going to say about why things are difficult, because I feel like it's very difficult nowadays to go up to a girl and be like, hey, 
you're really pretty yeah. or else you seem predatory you're like or okay. like creepy and okay. that's not always the case i mean there are certainly people who well, abuse these things absolutely right. but i think it can be very hard to establish relationships or do those things because okay. of the negative walls. stigmas yes so if i'm if if a girl can be completely at ease and and laugh at the complete goofiness of life and yeah. not take things seriously in non-serious situations yeah. that okay automatically okay the nonsense things that we laugh at <laughs> that's and i that's that's just me i mean we're probably two of the goofiest guys that ever lived and i love it <laughs> well everybody thanks for uh hanging around for our 15 minute uh little segment I that wasn't football anybody listen to i this. bet they did i bet they don't you know, that makes me feel like you don't believe in my other show because that's what this is all about. What do you mean your other show? My other show is just talking about things. It's just talking about random things. Okay, but your other show's topic hat is different than just talking yeah, about Yeah, so, love. but... It's I, just, I love it, that idea. The idea <laughs> is uh, what I'm really drawn to about topic hat is that while we talk about something for five minutes, hopefully... Yeah. Like, we just did an episode where it was by far our most serious episode, okay. which was extremely fascinating. I want to listen to these episodes. It was so. extremely... We talked about bullying, okay. and we talked about, like, the advantages and disadvantages of, like, cell phones and social media. Okay. And so while we talk about that for a very short amount of time, hopefully what I... Sparks more conversation. It sparks conversation of our listeners with whoever they may be listening to. Okay. But I also want people to realize that human beings are just like you yeah and i feel like that's something and i feel like that's the reason why people love like late night talk shows because they love knowing yeah. jack black is just like us oh yeah that's true and i feel like they find <laughs> solace and comfort in that okay and so i think while maybe nobody cared to hear us talk about this if there was somebody who was like you know what i'm struggling and they heard us say something's like yeah i completely get what that means and i'm not alone i think that's great Next week or so whenever we'll be a, back we're with start a subdivision of Simon. I mean, if we <laughs> if it's a it's a light football week, you know, we gotta fill the time. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, thank you again yeah. for listening to Simultaneous Catch. Make sure you like, share, comment, ask us questions, topics you want us to talk about. Uh, make sure you check out the Pocket Podcast Network, uh, Inspire Retired. Uh, Topic Cat when it eventually comes out because it's really really cool and nuanced and and uh, uh, <laughs> trying to think of another cool word for it but it's a really cool show and <laughs> when Thanks. we have a platform for you to listen to them we'll make sure you can gonna learn more about that this very weekend all right everybody you take care uh, only about a month until the draft Ooh, God bless.